0: Hi, Phil here, and welcome back to the IT Career Energizer podcast. If you're a regular listener to the show, you'll have noticed that we haven't had a new episode released for a couple of months. The reason for this was that I wanted to take some time out to think about where the show should go and how to take it forwards. So I've been looking at ideas in terms of changing the format, the questions, and perhaps looking at new types of episodes to introduce. However, the show is very much for you as the listener. It'd be very useful for me to get an understanding of what you would like within the show. So if you do have any thoughts, it would be great if you could get in contact with me either through the website, which is ITCareerEnergizer.com, or you can contact me directly through Twitter at philtechcareer, Career, or through LinkedIn, which you can find me quite easily as Phil Burgess. Although I've taken a couple of months out to think about the show, I've continued to record a few new episodes which I'll be sharing with you over the coming weeks. There are probably a dozen episodes in the bank right now. However, I'm going to be changing the release schedule down to one a week. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you will know that I changed the release schedule about a year ago from one to three episodes a week. However, while we're thinking about the way we're changing the format of the show, I'm gonna reduce this back to one, and these will be released first thing on a Monday UK time. So if we're in the US, you should be able to listen to new episodes on a Sunday evening. But I think that's enough from me for now. So let's get on and listen to my latest guest on the IT Career Energizer podcast. Welcome to episode 226 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a web developer at ClearLeft, a design agency which he co-founded in 2005. He is the author of several books about web design and is a regular speaker at conferences around the world. He is also an organiser of events, including the recent Patterns Day 2 in Brighton. So welcome to the podcast, Jeremy Keith. Thank you, Phil. Thanks for having me. So, Jeremy, I just wanted to m- sort of understand your background and-, and how it came about that you created or co founded Clear Left.
1: Yeah, it kind of um, happened over time, I guess. I-, I started doing web stuff sort of by accident in the 90s. I was living in Germany and uh, I was playing in a band, and we decided we need to have one of those websites that everyone was talking about. And I decided to have a go at doing it. and it was good. And then other people asked me to make websites. So I started to do this web thing more and more. And then I was able to literally give up the day job and be a freelance web designer. And that was my situation when I arrived in Brighton, which was, I think, the year 2000. And so I was freelancing in Brighton for a few years. And I I met other web designers, web developers in Brighton, like Andy Budd and Richard Rutter. And all three of us kind of had, uh, we had blogs, we were writing about web standards, you know, we're into the same kind of things. So over a while, it just kind of seemed natural that we would join forces. You know, they had full-time jobs. I was a freelancer. I guess they, had, they were risking more, I think, by giving up the day jobs than I was. And um, yeah, in 2005, we decided to come together and form a, an agency. Right. And obviously, you mentioned your musical background. Is that something you still do? It is, actually, with with the same people, um, apart from the drummer. So we was in a band in Germany, and Chris was the singer, and my wife, Jessica, is the bass player. And we're still playing music together. And the band is called Salter Kane. And I really need to update the website for Salter Kane.
0: <laughs> right. Okay. So, Jeremy, we're going to go into the, the sort of major part of the interview, but can you perhaps start by telling us or giving us a career tip Uh, one that the audience may not be uh, aware of and perhaps should be?
1: Well, it's always hard because you can only see things through your own lens. You don't get to go back in time and A, B test different decisions. But I do think that something I think has served me well, and I would advise other people to do, is to write stuff down. As you're learning things, as you're progressing in your career, Mm Um, and when I want to say write stuff down. I kind of, I mean publicly on a, on your own website, because over time that kind of accumulates into the story of your whole career, which can be greater than your story of, you know, at, at one particular company or one particular project to see this thing build over time. Um, is, is really quite something. So I don't know if it's a piece of advice that's given out much, but I would say definitely, you know, write down as you're learning things write down as you're doing things, even if it's just for yourself to begin with to just keep keep that going it's 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 a good thing to do
0: it it is definitely yeah is this something you do yourself
1: yeah very much so um I started I've had a website since like late nineties and i but I started really writing on the website in two thousand and one. And The funny thing is, in two thousand and one, I felt like I was a latecomer to this whole blogging thing. <laughs> like, oh, I've really, I've really missed a boat on this blogging thing. But oh well, better late than never. But and it feels really good to have this thing I've kept going for all those years, you know. And of course, it's going to ebb and flow. And sometimes you got more time to write things, and sometimes you got less time. But the fact that it accumulates over time is is really something. And the fact that you've got control over it, that it's not writing on somebody else's website, right? It's not writing on Medium or Twitter or somewhere else. It's it's your space.
0: Yeah, very much so. Do you feel that as well has helped you in your speaking career? Because obviously that's something you've done quite a lot of.
1: Oh, yes. I think over time you begin to develop the skill of being able to explain things well. If you can write something down, and I think this is a great skill generally, just with even within an organization, if you can clearly communicate, whether that's in person or in writing, the the two play off one another. The better you are, I think, at explaining things in person, the better you get at writing, and the better you are at writing, the better you are at explaining things in person. I mean, I know myself, when I've been organizing conferences and looking for new voices to put on the stage, I will quite often, get in touch with someone who wrote maybe an article or something on their blog that I thought, oh, that was very well written, very clearly explained, and very exciting, and ask them if they'd be interested in giving a talk. So I don't know if that's ever happened the other way around, where someone's gotten in touch with me because of something I wrote specifically, but I definitely think the two uh, are intertwined.
0: Yeah, so the, the skills quite a, quite well aligned, presumably, things like storytelling and, and how you actually structure an argument, those sorts of things.
1: Yes, very much so. Being able to communicate clearly, being able to step back and, and think, what is it, what is it I'm trying to do here? What am I trying to explain? Yeah, and you know, it's like any other skill, like you know, drawing or anything. It's like you have to do it. There's no cheat codes. The only way to get better at it is do more of it. Yes, exactly.
0: Okay, so Jeremy, can you share with us what your worst IT career moment was and what you learned
1: from that experience? Well, I was thinking about this, and certainly in terms of the emotional low point, I would say. So we've been running Clear Left since 2005, and a couple of years ago, we got into some financial trouble, and we ended up having to make a few roles redundant at the company. And that was just horrible. I mean, in some ways, we were lucky to have gotten so far without ever having to do that. This was after well over 10 years of the company being in existence. But when the day did finally come where we had to um, let some people go because of the financial situation, it was really gut-wrenching. And I wasn't even that much involved in it because I'm not really in, involved in that side of the business, the human resources or whatever you want to call it. But there's just no nice way to it. Actually, what almost made it worse was that the people were so understanding. They were so okay with it because they totally understood they're you know part of the agency they got it that almost made me feel worse that uh, they were being so understanding about it but yeah there's no no two ways about it that's just a horrible situation to be in
0: yeah very much so i I, obviously from my own perspective i can't empathize i've never been in that situation myself but yeah not fun I, i can imagine yeah
1: yeah real a real low point for sure
0: yeah is there anything you took away from that experience though something that's helped you on your on your career journey
1: well i mean we survived and we you know we still get on with with the people so that's good and in the run-up to it it seemed like such a horrible thing it was going to be almost like the end of the world kind of situation and the fact that life goes on and and actually people are in a good situation now and they've got you know jobs at these other places and it's great. Yeah. And also, I mean, we definitely took something from it in terms of the finances of the company and then keeping things in check. But like I say, I'm not so much involved in that side of things. But just realizing that even the worst case scenario, life goes on, you get through it and uh, and other people get through it too. Yeah. And presumably
0: from what you're saying, like the company has strengthened since that time.
1: Yes. Although, you know, the agency life is always going to be somewhat precarious, because that's just the nature of it. Um, You know, the pipeline, resourcing, all that. But uh, definitely, we haven't been in that situation since. So that speaks well to, you know, systems being in place to, to make sure that doesn't happen again. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Well, the
1: funny thing is that my career highlight um, happened really, really early, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> so, I'm but sure I when that. I was <laughs> <laughs> no, well, honestly, I, I so I'm t- I, I'm not one for setting goals or anything like that. You know, or I want ambition. I'm going to reach this milestone. But very early on, when I was getting into making websites, and this is before I was giving up the day job, so I was kind of still doing it on the side, but. So in the, it's the mid-90s on the web, and there was these websites that would be like um, gallery sites. They'd, they'd highlight a particularly good website or cool website. And I remember Project Cool's cool site of the day was the one I'd go to every morning, and I'd see what they were linking to. And I'd visit the website, and ah, and I set myself the ambition, I set myself the goal that one day, even if it took decades, one day, I'd make a website that would be featured on Project Cool's cool side of the day. <laughs> right. And it was maybe six months later, maybe a year later, I don't know. But I'd made a website um, for my wife. Well, she wasn't my wife then, but my now wife. And um, done quite a bit of sort of fancy JavaScript, which was kind of unusual back in those days, and to do, like animation and stuff. And I woke up one morning, and I went to Project Cool's cool side of the day and there it was, a website I had built was the featured cool side of the day. <laughs> and uh, that's it. That's that's the only time I ever set a goal. I reached the goal. So, I, you know, it's been downhill ever since. That's it. <laughs> right.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, Jeremy, can you perhaps tell us what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular?
1: I got to tell you, that's, that's somewhat begging the question because I'm not so sure I am excited about uh, the future. I do find it hard to to get excited about it because I see things heading in troublesome directions in some ways. On the technology front, what I care about is is the web as a medium, the World Wide Web. I'm very worried about developments there in terms of how websites are being built these days with this like way too much javascript performance is awful that's really not good for the accessibility and universality of the web when you've got you know millions of people coming online in emerging markets and their first experience of the web is just this terrible slow thing that doesn't make me optimistic then on the other side you've got the career side of it and i see the wrong things being valued in terms of what people are getting hired for i see Computer science skills, yes, they're being valued, but that doesn't necessarily translate to the strengths of the web, things like accessibility and understanding, you know, meaningful markup and semantics and things like that. So I am, uh, it's hard to get optimistic about that. But what always does impress me and reassure me is the spirit of sharing on the web in terms of the community of web design, web development. The default practice still, and this was certainly the case when I started, and it still seems to be the case today, is that you you share what you know. You know, you figure something out, you share it, whether that's on a website or whether it's in a talk, whether it's in a podcast, that the, the web as a, a career space, I guess, seems to default to sharing and openness. And that reassures me, that gives me hope, but I do have to say, I I do worry about the future of the web, particularly the big picture worry I have is that the process of making websites becomes so complicated that it's really only open to people with the background and the privilege to have studied, let's say, computer science or some other, you know, spent years learning how to make websites, when the thing that attracted me and lots of other people is the low barrier to entry to making something on the web. So I get very worried about that. What I, yeah, I don't want to see the web becoming something that's only made by an elite priesthood who all kind of look alike that would that would be troublesome yes
0: i agree yeah definitely we're going to go into the reveal round now we're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think are you ready for this sure so what first attracted you to a career in
1: IT well like it was kind of by accident like i said just making a website for a band but I, there was that feeling of I'm making a thing by myself you know, in, in my room, and I put it out there on the web, and theoretically, anybody could see this. Anybody in the world who has the URL, someone on the other side of the planet can look at that. That is quite a feeling. So that, very, that instantly made me feel like there's something here I want to be involved in. So it wasn't so much IT in general. Again, it's the web specifically that I'm into. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? I was thinking about this, and I'm not sure I ever received any career advice. <laughs> I don't remember anybody ever telling me some good advice. I've read some good things on on people's websites, like, you know, the classic stuff like uh, just showing up is half the job, right? You're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time to meet somebody, or you're supposed to be on a call or something at a certain time. Be there at that time, if not before. It's it's a small thing, but it's worth repeating. It is,
0: yeah. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received?
1: Uh, I, I don't think, again, I don't think I've ever had any specific advice, but I do think I've I've seen recommendations, let's say, about specific technologies that wouldn't stand the test of time. You know, like, oh, you you should invest your time into learning Flash because then you'll always have a career. You know, that, that would be an example of... <laughs> yes. Bad career advice. I think in general, specific technologies aren't the way to go. Cause I get, I get asked a lot myself, like, Oh, what, what library should I learn? What framework should I learn? And I think a lot of the time, the reason why people are asking is because they are looking for a secure future. And my advice is always to like not to invest too much in specific technologies and instead get to know the underlying principles that will last you for a long time rather than betting on any one particular horse.
0: Yes, I think you're do it right there. Yep. And if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do?
1: So the, I think the interesting part there is in today's world because it's a very different world than when I got into it. I got super lucky. I, I arrived at a time when nobody knew what we were doing on the web, and so someone like me could just rock up and be like, "I think I'll make websites." and end up getting a career out of it and I don't think that's possible today so I'm honestly not sure what I would do in today's world I would hope I'd be able to go through that same process of self-teaching but when it comes to getting work you know getting on the ladder um I'm honestly not sure I guess i would try and follow the advice I just gave myself there which is you know invest in the fundamentals invest in the principles and understanding the low-level stuff but uh I don't know. I think I would have a tough time. I don't think, I don't think I would be very hireable in today's world. Okay. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I have no career objectives. <laughs> um, other than I've gotten kind of gotten to the age. Uh, oh, <laughs> makes me sound really old. I'm not that old. But I've kind of got to the stage in life where my self-worth, I guess, or my satisfaction is coming more from helping others than my own objectives. So I'm looking to think, how can I help others more? People starting out, people underrepresented in technology, uh, what can I do to help those people? And uh, I guess that's my objective now. Right.
0: Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far?
1: I think writing would be the one I would go for. Obviously, speaking has certainly been a help, and I'm known for the public speaking. And but just the ability to write without it being too much of a burden. I notice this in my colleagues. I'll be like, "Oh, why don't you bash out a quick blog post?" Like, you know, it should only take a few minutes, right? You know, a half hour. And for them, it's like I've just asked them to do the most burdensome thing. Whereas for <laughs> me it's like oh yeah i'm just bash out a blog post no big deal but it's only no big deal because i've spent a lot of time doing it it's become no big deal and i definitely think it's helped so so writing stuff down has definitely helped me and what do you do to keep your own career energized this is tricky because i've definitely gone through the phases where i'm like i don't know if I'm excited about anything or what do I even do? It seems to be a permanent situation, but something always seems to end up coming along. And I mean, in terms of technologies, like some shiny thing that connects with me. And I think, oh, I'm excited about that. So far, so good. I don't have any processes to keep myself energized. I just hope that things come along that energize me.
0: We've obviously touched on the music, but what else do you do in your spare time away from technology?
1: Well, a lot of it is music related. The, the band I mentioned, Salter Cain, but also I play Irish traditional music. So play in a session once a week, play mandolin, and that's that's really good. That's a really nice break. And apart from that, lots of reading. I try to read as much as I can and, and vary it as well. I tr- I've been trying something where... I alternate between reading nonfiction and fiction. So I, tr- I don't allow myself to read two fiction books back-to-back, but I also don't allow myself to read two nonfiction books back-to-back. That's kind of a good way of keeping things interesting.
0: And, Joe, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT Career Emerge as a audience?
1: I'll repeat myself, I think, and sum it up to say, have a website of your own, your own domain name, where you write things down or share things in some way. It could be images, it could be sketches, it could be photographs. But have a place of your own to track your career. And finally, what's the best
0: way we can find out more about you and connect with you?
1: Well, unsurprisingly, it's my own website, (laughs) uh, which is adactio.com, A-D-A-C-T-I-O, dot com and that's where I've got you know my journal is basically my blog I've got a links section where I link to interesting things it's kind of how I spend my day these days is finding interesting things and linking to them notes which is the equivalent of Twitter kind of short observations and from there I've got links out to my profiles on the different networks like Twitter and Flickr or you know GitHub But the uh, canonical source for me online is my website and has been for many years now. Yeah,
0: okay. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you, Phil. Hi, Phil here again. Just a final few words from me. Firstly, I'd like to thank my guests for sharing their career tips, experiences, and insights with us on the show today. As you probably know, There have been more than 200 guests on the show so far and I'm continuing to try to attract new guests that can provide great insights to all of us. However to enable me to do this I need to ensure that the podcast continues to grow and reach an extended audience and you can help me in doing this by subscribing to the show and providing a rating and review in whichever platform you listen to. Thanks again for your support and until next time have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit
1: itcareerenergizer.com.